Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Slate Church. We're so glad that you've joined us for church today. It was a big day for us as a church, isn't it? And that's because it's Heart for the House Sunday, and we can't wait to see what God is going to do in our church today. If you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Pastor Luke. With me here, Pastor Emma, and we are two of the lead pastors here at Slate Church together with our spouses, Pastor Victoria and Pastor Brandon. And we just want to extend a huge welcome to you. We're glad that you're joining us here today. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, if you know someone that should be tuning in, should be joining you in church today, why don't you click on the invite button that is popping up in the chat right now? It is not too late for someone else to join in to be what God is doing today. First time uh, coming to Slate Church, or maybe you have uh, uh, been coming for a long time, but you're just not feeling connected. Why don't you fill out a connect card? We would love to get in touch with you, answer any questions you might have, and just let you know how you can get involved in a team, connect group, whatever that looks like. We would love to have you do that. So why don't you click the button once again, popping up in the chat, and we will connect with you. That's right. Well, hey, we hope that you're ready for worship today because that's what we are going to do right now. So wherever you are, why don't you jump up to your feet as we worship God together. Come on, church, let's worship together. I close my eyes and colors fly. There's no hiding from your grace. I can't deny your heart from mine. And it's unrelenting shape. I was on the edge of deception Caught up in my own hesitation Until your love took over me
every week we take a little bit of time out of our service and just highlight some of the things that God is doing in our church. So I'm a bit out of breath. Um, so some of the praise reports that have came in, uh, we got someone who is thankful for the conclusion of a long immigration process, that they are now a permanent resident of Canada and that they'll be able to contribute to the growth of God's kingdom here. Come on, it's so good. Um, so, sorry. Um, you got someone else who's thankful that they joined a team and found such a great community. Come on, if you're not on, if you're not on a team, I don't know what you're doing. Um, we got someone else who's thankful for amazing roommates. Come on, praise God. Also, just want to take some time and pray over some of the prayer requests that came in this week. Uh, this is something we do every week, actually, on um, Thursday mornings um, at 6:30 a.m. over Zoom, and I encourage you to be there. Um, so we're praying for someone's family as their grandpa recently passed away. We're praying for comfort in this time of grieving. We're praying for someone's friend who's suffering, suffering a concussion. And we're also praying for a couple that's experiencing some tension in their marriage. We're praying that they would remember why they got married and that love would win out. So these are just the few of the prayer requests that came in this past week. Um, if you have faith, why don't you stretch a hand towards the screen, symbolically. And uh, maybe you have a prayer request that wasn't mentioned, why don't you stretch your other hand towards the screen. Let's, let's pray together. Dear God, we know that you see all these needs. You see all these situations. Um, you see all the prayer requests that we read off and all the ones that weren't. Um, Lord God, I just ask that you would just continue to work in these people's lives. Um, just, just like only you can do, God, I want to pray for breakthrough in marriages, that you would just restore those. People remind the reason that they got married, God. Um, Jesus, I want to pray for anyone who's uh, dealing with the loss of a loved one. Um, and that you would just comfort them in this time of grieving. Um, Lord, and they, would just, they, and they would just look to you. Um, but God, ultimately, I just want to pray that, um, that, that we could continue to just seek just seek you in all areas of our life, God, um, and, the, and that ultimately these prayer requests uh, would eventually turn into praise reports, God. Um, I ask all of this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's continue to worship. What gift of love could I offer to a king? What weight or worth could be held within my arms? For he alone is worthy. A glory song is inscribed. 
this treasure held in an alabaster jar. I break to bring him all the glory.
come on. You know, I love that we get to worship together every single Sunday. It's a powerful time praising God. And I hope that today you, you've leaned into that time. I hope that you've leaned into what God has in store for you. And listen, this service is just getting started. There is so much more in store. So keep leaning in. You know, we're going to now talk about generosity. We're going to continue in our worship when it comes to giving of our tithes and offerings, when it comes to giving financially to what God is doing through this local church, through Slate Church. You know, in Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you good things. You know, I wonder if our finances, if our wallets, if our generosity reflect us seeking first the kingdom of God, that he will take care of all of our needs. And I wonder what it looks like to actually do that practically, financially. And I want to encourage you in that today, church, that we get to give, that we get to be a part of this, that we get to lean into what God is doing as well. So does your generosity, does your commitment to giving financially to the local church back to God what he has given to you, does it reflect uh, this desire to seek first the kingdom of God? Is it reflected there? You know, I am so excited that we get to give. And there are many different ways that you can do that here today. You can give online. You can give uh, text to tithe. Um, there, there, uh, automatic monthly giving. There's lots of different ways. They're coming up on the screen. So check that out. And I am going to pray for our giving. Jesus, thank you so much that we get to be generous, that we get to give out of what you have given to us. So Lord, I pray that today we would seek first your kingdom, God, that we would live righteously, Lord. And I pray you bless this offering that comes in today. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, as Pastor Luke mentioned earlier, it is our Heart for the House Sunday. This is honestly one of the best Sundays in the year. Typically, we have it in the spring, but due to everything going on in society with COVID and all of these things, we decided to wait until now. And we know that God is in it today. We are so excited for what is happening. And Heart for the House is this opportunity to give above and beyond into what God is doing through Slate church into what God is doing here and beyond. We are so excited that we get to give today and there's going to be so much more information coming at you for that. But I just wanted to highlight it again because what an amazing day that it is. Listen, if you haven't followed us on social media yet, why don't you do that? At Slate Church, at Slate Church online, check us out. Make sure you follow along so you know everything that is happening, everything that is going on. You're up to date and you're encouraged. Really, we believe you're going to be so encouraged by following those accounts. You know, if you haven't been baptized yet, we would love to see you get baptized. On November 15th, we are having baptisms. There's already many people signed up. So if you want to be baptized on November 15th, you can go to slatechurch.com. More information there. You can fill out a connect card. It's popping up in the chat. Do that. We will be in touch with you. We would love to host you in that. Love to talk to you more about that, even if you just have questions. So why don't you fill that out and we will be in touch with you. And hey, today's an awesome day, but we have such a great series coming up as well in the weeks to come. So make sure you're also looking forward to next week tuning in. We have a new series starting called Help, I'm Tired. You're going to want to check that out. But right now, we have one of my favorite segments every single Sunday. It is called The Interview. So Pastor Jared, I'm going to pass it over to you. I'm so excited for this one today. You are interviewing one of my favorite people in the world, and I can't wait to hear her story. Why don't you take it away? 
is good. The interview might be your favorite segment, but I think announcements are my favorite segment. So, uh, well, hey, church, listen, it's, uh, it's good to have you here with us today. Look, we get to do the interview today. The interview is just a moment in our service where we sit down with somebody. We actually get to talk to them a little bit about uh, what God has done in their life and hear a little bit of the testimony or the story of what God has done in them and through them. And so today we have Candice with us here today. Come on, can we give it up for Candice in the studio? Let's go. It's great to be here with you, Pastor Jared. So excited to share what God's done. Yeah, this is awesome. We uh, we actually talk pretty often, you and yeah, I, multiple fairly regularly. times a week. Yep, yep. fairly regularly. And, um, and it's been really, really cool for me to see, as I've gotten to know you more, just the ways that God has moved in your life. Um, you are somebody that has a huge heart for God's house. You've served in great ways in Slate Church throughout many, many years. You run all of the worship here at Slate Church. And so I wanted to pass it over to you to just hear a little bit about what is, just hear your heart for God's house. Yeah, well, I actually grew up basically in church. My parents, um, they served in church my entire life. So I saw a heart for God's house really modeled in my family life. Really, my family life centered around how we could be serving in church. And so I just grew up with a love and passion for the local church because I saw how it impacted my life. I saw how it impacted the lives of my friends and the people around me. But I also just saw how it impacted the lives of, you know, you know, community, people in communities as we got to rake their leaves on a Saturday or that person that came into church on accident and, you know, found the love of God through that. So yeah, I've just had such a passion for the local church and I, I love our heart for the house season as a church. I love being able to give generously towards basically revival. I mean, we're giving towards, you know, seeing the kingdom of God established here on earth. And I remember it was actually two years ago, um, I found myself really in this miraculous place where I was at the age of 23 looking to purchase a house, which honestly, so again, a miracle story in yeah. and of itself. And this was actually a month before Heart for the House. So as Heart for the House was coming up, I said, okay, I think I need to take some time now and really determine what I'm going to give towards this because I know that with the finances that are going to be necessary for purchasing a house, I really want to set aside this money for Heart for the House right. first right. before I even think about this. So I set aside this money, I prayed, I took time, and I felt a number, and so I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to give. And so the, the weeks before Heart for the House were a bit of a whirlwind. I actually work for a humanitarian aid organization, and so I was away for three weeks on a trip in Zimbabwe um, as part of that. Got I remember back, this. Yeah, yeah I got back time. the day before Heart for the House, yeah. essentially got off the plane, drove to my apartment, dropped my stuff off, uh, went with my realtor to go look at houses, yeah. <laughs> really a few hours after I got off the flight, yeah. and actually found the house that I now live in and purchased. Wow. And so, you know, I came into Heart for the House feeling really good. I was feeling like, you know, I got this. I've set aside the money that I'm going to give towards Heart for the House. Yeah. And I remember so clearly I was sitting there at Heart for the House. Um, it was the first service of the day. I was sitting in the front row and Pastor Brandon was talking about the, the why behind Heart for the House. Right. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I know what I'm going to give. Right. It's going to be sacrificial, but you know, it's a comfortable sacrificial. Mm. And I remember sitting there and as Pastor Brandon was talking, I heard God say, I actually want you to give more. And wow. I was like, whoa, hold up a second. <laughs> I'm like, you know that like having a house in and of itself, like that's a miracle. Yeah. You know that me giving to heart for the house is going to be sacrificial. I'm like, I, I don't think I can do this. Right. And I just heard God say to me, do you trust me? And I said, yeah, wow. I trust you. And wow. so throughout the day, I'm actually, you know, 
on calls with my realtor as offers are going back and forth. And every time I have a call, I would be like, okay, God, I really need you to come through because, right. I, you know, this is really only going to be possible with you. And he just kept saying, do you trust me, Candace? Mm. And I said, yes. Mm. And I remember it was the very end of the day. We were actually packing up church and I got the final call from my realtor and he said, congratulations, Candace, you're a homeowner. Hey. You know, all the process is going to start tomorrow, but they've accepted your offer. It's good to go. Wow. And I just remember standing there and realizing that I was holding on so tightly to this gift that God was giving me, to this miracle that God was giving me. Yeah. And I was just, I was holding on so tightly to it. Um, it reminded me, one of our values as a church is that we embrace a lifestyle of abundant generosity. Mm. And I recognized that I was holding on so tightly to this thing that God actually was asking me to release back to him mm. because mm. he actually wanted to bless me so that I could bless others wow. with this thing that he had given me. Yeah. And now, um, yeah, I, I have this home that, again, such a miracle. I gave towards how for the house, the amount that God had told me. But now I have this home that really is... Um, a, a place where people can learn the heart for God's house. Wow. Um, God very clearly, when I got my house, said that it was supposed to be a place where people could feel safe, where, mm -hmm. um, yeah, where people just could, could come and know that they're loved and that they're cared yep. for. Yep. So it's a place where connect groups happen. It's a wow. place where um, a lot of conversations about life and where people who are struggling with mental health can come and feel that they're known and safe and cared for. It's yeah. a, been a really great place of transition. A lot of girls have moved yeah, into my yeah, house yeah. for a few months sure. right before they're getting married or yeah. Uh, just, yeah, it's been a wonderful space for that. And I've just been so thankful for what God's done in and through it. It's an incredible, incredible testimony of what God's done in your life. I know that this is just one of many that you could have shared yeah, in a moment like this, but I want to say thank you for actually sharing uh, just the honesty of what it looks like to actually give into God's house, both with your time, with your finances, and also the reality of the God honoring that and seeing that in you, uh, both from the time and also from the finances. So Candice, you're awesome. Thank you for sharing your heart, and I'm excited to, uh, to see what God does in and through this year's Heart for the House. But hey, church, yeah. I'm going to throw it back over to Pastor Emma to lead us in the rest of our service here today. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing, Candice. That was so great. I love that question. Do you trust me? That is like one of the most terrifying questions, but stretching and growing questions God could ask you. And I love that Candace's response was, yes, I trust you. And I have seen that evidenced in her life. And it's a cool thing to watch someone live that out. Well, listen, we are headed into the message portion of our service today. And this is always such a fantastic part of our service. And I'm so excited for the message today because I believe that if you allow it to, it is going to really transform your heart. It's going to transform who you are. And, you know, we get to listen to uh, one of my absolute favorite speakers and pastors today. And I have the privilege of turning it over to my husband, Pastor Brandon. Can't wait. Babe, it's going to be fantastic. Go for it. Here we, here we go. Thank you so much. All right, here we are. Camera one somewhere. There it is. How you doing? Church, it's good to see you. Heart for the House Sunday. Who's excited for Heart for the House Sunday? Come on. We've got our uh, studio audience uh, right to uh, my left, your right. And so now I can really look at them if they're not responding, which is great. It's... Uh, <laughs> But hey, uh, Heart for the House Sunday, isn't, it a, um, isn't this a special week for us? And maybe you've joined Slate Church in the last year and a half because it's been that long since our last Heart for the House because of the delay. 
and you're wondering, what the heck is this Heart for the House thing anyway? Maybe it's their first week tuning in. You're like, great, I tune in for the worst week ever. They're saying it's the best, but it is only talking about finances, and what am I going to get out of this? I guarantee you, you open up your heart right now, you will get a lot out of what God wants to say to you, because I believe that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want to have a heart for God's house? Put your money into God's house. And I really believe that today, as we just get a biblical understanding of finances, and we go over it, and we talk about the heart for the house, I believe it will actually transform your life, because I am not over-exaggerating by saying, and I could look at my wife right now and ask her, giving to God's house has transformed our life, hasn't it? Amen. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started, okay? God, thank you so much for heart for the house Sunday. God, honestly, it has transformed so many people's perspectives of how you're taking care of them in our church. It has opened up the doors to serve so many people that are in our world today, literally across the world now. God, you have done so many incredible things through um, these Sundays every year. And so as we get to this Sunday in the year 2020, the enemy wanted to take it away because he knows what is on the other side of the giving that's going to happen today. But God, we know that in this year, 2020, having this and and doing this is actually going to make a big kingdom impact. And so, God, we thank you so much that uh, we get to partake in this today. Open up our hearts. Speak to us even as I'm speaking right now. We pray that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, okay, I want you to write down this title. I've got a title for today's message. And... uh, it's just, it's just this. Uh, it's actually, it's, it's more complicated than just this. It is um, from the head to the heart, back to the start. Okay, from the head to the heart, back to the start. I really believe that this is going to impact your life because the principles that I'm going to be talking about right now have impacted me. Do you know that your heart for the house over the past couple of years has gone to so many different incredible things? Most of them have gone to physical things. I can still remember when we opened up Elmira. In fact, I remember when we had launch parties for Elmira. If you're watching somewhere else in the world and you're like, what the heck is Elmira? Um, I mean, we love Elmira, but you don't need to look into it too much. I mean, it's a, it's a town of like 12,000. Nothing against you, Elmira. I'm about to move to a town of 300. So just like, like there's nothing against you, but I don't think anybody should look up my town either, okay? Um, but when we walked through those doors, it was evident that God was starting something new through our church. Got the same feeling, and as lead pastors, as we debriefed, as it was happening through L Conference. Who remembers L Conference? Absolutely phenomenal what has happened through that, and hundreds of women gathered together uh, and had a conference. And guess what? We did L Night just a uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, and that was also incredible. But as I look back at some of these different things, and as I look at some of the um, volunteer, I remember like volunteer uh, parties, and and I remember. Um, uh, just being able to walk into new venues like Inn of Waterloo, if you remember that and you have attended our in-person services at Waterloo, or uh, walking into Bluevale High School, that's another location in Waterloo. And as we started opening up more and more locations, it was evident, wasn't it, that God was trying to do something new through our church. How in the world would a church not even three years old yet be able to reach three different locations with the message of the gospel and see people uh, making decisions to follow Jesus every single week if it was not for him. But here's the thing. We could not have done any of that if it was not for your generosity. This is why generosity is important because generosity certainly is needed in order to do all that God is calling us to do as a church. But here's the thing. He doesn't need your money because he'll use somebody else that has an open heart. 
What he needs is he needs people that are saying, God, I want to see you move through our church. I want to see you reach even greater things. You know what he's doing is he's asking some of us right now across the screen to stop complaining that we are online and realizing that through this online experience, I am now talking to right now people that I would have never been able to talk to if we did not set up this studio that I am in right now. Hello, Samson. And if you don't know who Samson is, he's the biggest legend on the other side of the world that's been tuning in since we started. But here's the thing, is that we've got to get a bigger vision for what God's doing during this season. We've got to get a bigger vision, not just for what he's doing through our church in this season. We've got to get a bigger vision for what he wants to do in our finances in this season. You know, i got the world telling us to stay out of a lot of different areas of their lives. Stay out of our bedrooms. Stay out of this. Stay out of that. And that's great. But God actually wants to speak to all of that. One thing he wants to speak to today that we often want him to stay out of is our wallet. God wants to speak to our wallets today. And I want to start with a story. It's a story that I reflect on so often called the prodigal son. It's in Luke chapter 15. We get a glimpse into this kind of spoiled brat of a child, right? Nobody wants to have this kind of child, but as you can see, everybody still loves this kind of child, okay? And he says to his father, he says, Father, I understand that you have a lot of money. I understand that you are a wealthy man. I understand that you're an honorable man, but I want my inheritance right now. In the day and age, we don't need to get into it because this message is not going to be that long. This was as good as saying, Dad, I want you dead. Okay? So he dishonors his father, and he goes out, takes his inheritance, and he parties. He buys everybody. Um, I was going to like list off some like expensive alcohol. I don't know any expensive alcohol. So, you know, make it up. Those of you with a good testimony, you know what I'm talking about, right? What is it, Grey Goose, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But he buys everybody. He walks into the bar. He's like, it's on me. Put it on my tab, the entire thing. Well, after a few weeks of doing this, he runs out of money. So he gets a job at a farm, and he says, okay, I'm going to make back some money here. And next thing you know, he's sleeping with the pigs, eating the same food as the pigs. And he starts to think, why in the world am I sleeping and eating with pigs when my father is treating his servants so much better? I'll go back and ask to be received as a servant. So heads back. And this is where in Keith Green's song, if you don't know who Keith Green is, research him. It will change your life. Starts to build, right? And it comes back to the father, the prodigal sweet. It's like amazing. Just listen to the song. Anyway. He comes back, and he's expecting his father's going to be so disappointed with him. But what is happening? His father, the entire time, has been waiting, has been waiting and watching for his son to come back. We're going to give an opportunity for people that didn't realize that God was waiting for you to come back into his house. We're going to give you that opportunity to respond to that in a moment. But just waiting, because he's not disappointed with his son. He's just excited he's home. But you know who's disappointed with the son? Is his brother. Because the older brother, he didn't go anywhere. In fact, the older brother, he didn't not just go anywhere, but he didn't do anything. Literally didn't do anything. He didn't even take advantage of what his father had given him. This is what we need to understand about finances. Listen, this is a great story about how God receives us no matter what we've done. Great story. It's also a great story about mismanagement of God's resources. Listen, the son certainly had a prosperity mindset. And I want to speak to that for just a second. Where we take all that God's given us and we squander it on everything around. It says actually in uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 13, it says he squandered his wealth. Let's just, let's get this right. He squandered his father's wealth, right? right? And this is what sometimes we want to do. God, thank you for giving me all that I've got. Now I'm going to go squander it because it's mine. 
No, 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 no. When we get a perspective that it is not ours, but it was earned by our Father and given to us freely, it changes what we do with our money. It impacts our wallets. It impacts when we decide to tap our phone on the debit tender. But listen, he's not the only one with an improper view of finances because the older son's going like, well, where's my party been? You know? The older father kind of has the older father. He's definitely older than the the son. The father kind of looks at the older son and he's like, are you serious? You have been a part of my household the entire time. If you wanted a goat, go get a goat. Like, why are, you, why are you grumbling? And this is a problem we still have in our churches today. One says, well, if I give to God, am I going to get something back from him? I want to squander it because it's really mine. We really have an us mentality. The other one says, well, if it's all God's money, then I can't do anything with it. And they have a poverty mentality. Listen, I don't think that the battle is between poverty and prosperity. I've said this before. Prosperity is a very good thing. It's been co-opted by churches that don't have great intentions and they want to actually take out of the pockets of the people that attend their church. But prospering is something God actually wants for you. It's not the opposite of poverty. The opposite of poverty is squandering. Listen, we don't want to squander what God has given us on bigger TVs and nicer couches and better design and better paint and bigger rooms and more rooms and better bathrooms and a bigger boat and another cottage. That's not what we're here to do. If God is blessing you with it, bless somebody else with it. But the opposite of poverty is not prosperity. It is squandering. You got to know that just because God, you give God something, it's not, he's not going to like pour out a blessing on your life. He's already poured a blessing out on your life if you have something to give at all. So here's the thing. We've also got to get out of this poverty mentality that somehow when we've been given something by God, we can't actually use it. The older son is just there complaining, well, why didn't, why, 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 why didn't you just take what was yours? So you've been beating yourself up over, you're not, you know, well, I have some and they don't have any and, and maybe I shouldn't have any. Do you think that God's pie works that way? That somehow you got a bigger slice and they can't have it. God can grow that slice. He literally created trees that our money is printed on. We got to understand that God wants us to enjoy the fruits of our labor, but understand that He's the one that's been paying us all along. And as we stay with that, we begin to give back what is rightfully His. How am I doing for time? I'm doing great for time. Don't worry, you can keep the TV on all day. I'll be here until you go to bed. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, well, listen, if you put your YouTube channel on like repeat, it'll actually happen, okay? So listen, um, that's the first thing is I want to talk about this difference between prosperity and poverty because both of them share the, uh, the squandering and poverty because both of them have an eye focus. But when we begin to prosper, we have a godly focus of our finances, don't we? I also want to talk through a story called the parable of the talents. My favorite probably parable in the entire Bible, if I'm being honest, okay? I've probably quoted it 14 times this week, okay? And uh, you can just ask Jared and David, and if you don't know who they are, they're behind the cameras right now. I quoted it to both of them this week. (laughs) Parable of Talents goes this way, and uh, the Parable of Talents says that there's this master, and he's going away, and he entrusts his servants with different talents, okay? He brings three of them together, and he says, okay, Brandon, I'm going to give you one talent, because you're not that talented. Uh, Jared, I'm going to give you five talents, and David, I'm going to give you ten talents. It goes away, and he says, I'm coming back. Okay, so the one with one talent, me, I'm just so scared of the master. I'm like, I don't want to mess this up, all right? So rather than doing something with it, I'm like, if I just hide this money and dig it back up when he comes back, then he can't get upset with me. So I do that. 
The next two, they go and invest it. Five invests, gets five back. Ten invests, gets ten back, okay? And they get it back, and uh, the master comes back. So you would think, okay, they were risky. Oh, no, they were risky with what the master had given them. He's definitely going to be uh, upset with them, even though they got some back. He's going to go, why were you squandering what I gave you? But no, what happens is he gets mad at Brandon. Why does he get mad at Brandon? Because Brandon didn't understand that God actually wants us to activate what he's given us. If he's given it to you, he wants you to activate it. He doesn't want you to squander it. He wants you to activate it. He says, why don't you just at least put this on loan with the banker? And what we learn in this passage and in this story is that this isn't a question of how are you doing with your finances? This whole story is a question of how are you doing with God's finances? So I don't honestly, what are, how are you, how's your, how's, uh, how's money and, uh, in your life going right now? The better question we should be asking ourselves over and over again is how am I using God's money? How have I spent God's money this week? Uh, do I have a budget to actually be able to allocate where I place God's money? Am I just burying it in the sand or am I releasing it so that God can make something of it? You see, there's so many different ways that we talk about money in the church, and often it's giving, 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 and saving, and all the rest. God also wants us to invest. Join our kingdom carriers sometime soon, and we'll, put, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, as things come up. Because the truth is, is that we need to get a bigger vision for what God wants to do through our finances. Listen, if you have one talent, and you're sitting around, and you're going like, I can't give to heart for the house because of... Um, like, I just don't have a lot and that sort of thing. And, and I'm not trying to mock you right now, but, but let, let's, let's pick up on this story. God is not surprised by the little you have. But he will be surprised if he comes back and finds that you just buried it in the sand. Because he wants to know that even the person with one is able to do something with it to build his kingdom. Yes, he's talking about talents. And yes, we're using it to talk about heart for the house. But the story and the message that is in the parable of the talents is so much bigger than that in that it is talking literally about our uh, ability to bring people into the kingdom of God and use what God's given us and turn the talents and gifting he's given us into greater amounts of disciples that are actually going to join us in eternity. That's what he's talking about. But what we've been talking about earlier today is that it's actually through our giving. That's one of the ways that we can go out and make disciples. So God's not surprised by the little that you have. But he is expecting, and, and get this, I want to I I say this right. His expectation of what you have is equal to what he's given you. Five turns back five. Ten turns back ten. So if you have a little to give, that, that's, that's, that's great. Give a little. <laughs> Don't look over at the one that has ten. Oh, I can't give what they get. God's not asking you to give what they get. But if you've got five, you better be given five. Here's what we've said ever since we started Heart for the House, and this is based out of this very principle. We're not looking for equal giving today, church. We're looking for equal sacrifice. What does equal sacrifice look like in your life? What does it look like to say, God, oh, I've got to confront this again. Um, you've given me everything that I've got. What does it look like to honestly give back out of what he's given you? I want to talk to you really quickly about something that my therapist is talking to me. And I've been talking, I just basically, I have two therapy sessions uh, a week when I speak. I have one with my counselor and then one with you guys. And, and I hope that that's okay. All right. And, and, and she gave me this, this really good framework for understanding, making sure that I'm congruent. This is like such like, uh, some of you aren't going to like this. You're like, this is new agey. Uh, no, it's actually been helping me. Okay. I've been praying to God. Don't worry. 
Um, but it's congruency, okay? And, and, and what, what, what she was saying is you need to be aligned in your mind, your heart, and your belly. In your head, your heart, your belly. Now you're seeing where the message title is coming from. From the head to the heart, go back to the start, okay? So, so from your head to your heart to your belly. You need to be aligned. What this means as individuals is we need to align what we think, what we feel, and what we want. Head, heart, belly. Head, heart, belly. What we think what we feel, what we want. See, when it comes to the prodigal son, it's clear that feelings were driving that young man to squander as well. If we leave giving up to our feelings today, you're never going to really feel like doing it. Uh, let me put two options in front of you today. One of you, you want to buy a new Xbox. It's coming out soon, I think. And you're deciding whether or not you want to give. Let's just like line those two things up for a second. Uh, giving or Xbox. If you leave it up to your feelings... This isn't going to work out. But if you're like the oldest son and you're just stuck up in your mind, you're like, I've got to have it all analyzed. I mean, you're going to give like a robot today. See, what we need to do is we need to allow what we know of God, everything I have is God's, to get down into our hearts so we start to feel like, you know what? If it's all God's, I want to I be on his side. I want to be on his team. I want to do what he's doing. And COVID, is God dead? No. Does it mean that he's still making disciples? Yes. Are most churches doing what we're doing? Yes. So how does God want to reach people right now? Through the very thing that you might be complaining about. So let's praise God and give back to him because he actually wants to do something in this season. There's more in store for us. But we need to let it get down to our bellies, don't we? Because sometimes thinking it and feeling it's just not enough. We actually need to want it. I experienced this this past week. Um, or, or at least... Uh, uh, I don't know. It was sometime in the last little bit. And my dad texted me. It's a busy scene. Em and I are, are about to move. It's going to be our biggest move yet to date in our lives. We are big at building, uh, building uh, buying a bigger house. Surprise, babe. Uh, we're actually building it. Um, it's busy. And my dad, in the midst of it, has a gall to text me and say, hey, uh, I need to build a shed. It's like, oh, cool, dad. You know? He's like, can you come help me? And uh, I only need three days. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you understand how busy I am? And, and so I texted all that back to him. No. <laughs> Immediately my dad texts me. And guess what I send back? I am there. You know why? Because I know what that weekend's going to be filled with. And it's filled with everything I experienced. We were there. We were like putting the walls up, trying to get it level. My, my, my poppy, if, uh, if you're from Newfoundland, Canada, you know poppies are where it's at. Grandparents, eh, poppies are where it's at. And uh, my poppy was there. My dad was there. We're leveling. My brother, my brother-in-law. Man, we had great chats and everything else. And, and it was so fun. I did my first shingling ever. So if you need your house shingled, like I'm your guy, not. Um, but it was so fun. But you know what? That's not even why I went. You know, I went to help my dad when he asked if, even though my, my resources right now are thin, my time is thin. Because here's the thing, my dad is my hero. Your dad might not be your hero, I get that, but you got, you're going to have to lean into my story for a second. My dad is my hero. That's why I talk about him all the time. It's because when I get older, I want to be like my dad. You know why I want to be like my dad? Because he's a faithful man. He's a good man. He's a man that provided for us as kids, but he's a man that loved his wife incredibly well. He's a man that uh, shows up when it's tough. He's a man that shows up when 
Nobody else seems to want to show up. He's a man that leans into the faithfulness of God. He's a man that only wants to see the kingdom of God advance on this earth, and that's why he exists. He's a man that loved me so incredibly well right up until I left the house and then loved me some more as I established my adult life. You know why I wanted to go help my dad? Because I have a heart for that man. I want to help my dad. It's gone beyond like what I think about my dad. It's gone beyond what I feel about my dad. And it is right here in my belly. I want to help my dad. Hey, today, church, we need to get into this frame of mind. It's not just about knowing that what you have is God's. It's not just about knowing you're a child of God. It's not just about getting the feelings and the butterflies. Oh, I finally feel like I should give everything away. That's not what we're asking you to do. Equal sacrifice, okay? But, but, but it's about getting in your belly and going, I, I want to do this. Em and I were driving home from picking up some stuff for our new house. This is a busy season for us, but it's also a taxing financial season for us. Really, it is. And financially, there's a lot going on. And financially, there's a, you know, there's a lot to, to think about. And honestly, when it comes to Heart for the House, it's like, this couldn't be more poorly timed for us as a couple. Honestly. <laughs> it's like, uh, our lender needs us to have this much. And we start asking, okay, what's God doing in your, your heart? What's God? You know, I'm so glad that I married somebody that wants to give to God. She threw out a number. It was large. And I just sat there, and she's like, that's not large enough, is it, babe? And I'm like, ah, it's just something. In, I want to give more. She goes, yeah, that's how I'm feeling, too. Like, I, it's like, like we're in a sigh of relief. Oh, you, you also want to give more? Thank God. I mean, marry somebody like that, please. She's incredible. I was somewhere trying to wrestle with it. And God, like, we want to give, give more. Could we give it all? And it's like, God was speaking a number to my heart. I said it out loud. I said, God, babe, I feel like we need to give this. I kid you not, the, the moment I say that, sign, 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 sign on the road, legitimately has that number there, 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 there. there. Listen, it is lower than what we have in our bank account. We're not giving it all this heart for the house. Maybe next heart for the house, okay? It's lower, but God confirmed it. Because when you want to do something so bad, you begin to realize that our dad doesn't want to take advantage of us he just wants to know, hey, are you willing to give back? It's all his. This is the way that we live. Everything we've got is his. Everything you've got, everything you're around, it's all his. All we're doing through today is giving back out of what he's given us, above and beyond. I'm still tithing today. And even my tithe today is a little bit bigger because I'm tithing on the earnings of our house. I'm just telling you that so you know how we think about our finances. The stuff that didn't go into the next house, the, the earnings, I'm tithing on that today too. It's a big day for us. But when you want to give, God will confirm to you, as he did for Candace and a story for my grandmother this past week, and he'll know what you need to give. So listen, we're going to go into our giving moment here, and um, before we get there, I, I do want to just ask if there's anybody who wants to make a decision to follow Jesus. You feel like that prodigal son, and you're going, man, I just, if God's waiting with arms wide open, and he's not waiting to just slap me on the hand, but he's actually wanting to bring me into the family of God. I, I want to make that decision. We want to make that opportunity before we make an opportunity to give. So if that's you, wherever you find yourself, you're watching live, there's actually a button that says, I want to raise my hand to do this. But if you're not watching live right now, 
or you're not at a watch party, I still encourage you to raise a hand, okay? Wherever you find yourself, I want to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you so much that you give us these stories. It's not just one story in the Bible. It's not like I just handpicked something. This is the entire narrative of Scripture, that we have messed up so bad, but you paid a price to cover our sin so that we could actually spend eternity with you and actually begin to experience heaven on earth. It's a beautiful thing. Whoever has their hand raised right now, I pray, God, that you would speak into their soul that they are fine just the way they are, but you're gonna come alongside them and begin to make them more in your likeness. But they don't have to do anything to receive you. They just have to come to you. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you made that decision, just a moment, we'll give you more information on what to do. The best thing you could do, I'll just give it to you now because I don't know what the next moment looks like. Just go to our website, slatechurch.com, and indicate I made a decision to follow Jesus, and we would love to follow up with you, okay? But now we're going to have an opportunity where uh, we're going to give, and these are my instructions on the back of the service order. Right now, there's going to be a bunch of different ways that you can give on the screen. And right after I say this, we're actually going to go into an item. An item is just a special song we've prepared as a church while you continue to seek God's heart on what he would have you to give. There's many different ways you can give today. And one of them is online at slatechurch.com give. You can do text to tithe there. You can e-transfer. Um, at watch parties, there's actually check or debit after the service. And the person that's going to be up on the mini platform there will actually tell you where and how you can do that. And right now, today, maybe you're going, you know what, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know if I can give the amount God's putting on my heart right now, but I know I can give it later. You can actually pledge to give that amount. And that's actually for Emma and I, we've got to keep a certain amount of money in our bank account until the house goes through. So in about 10 days' time, we'll be able to give our heart for the house. We're pledging this today. So if that's you, you can actually go to slatechurch.com give, and you can pledge there. And that's a great option as well. But make sure that you follow through with those pledges. We always work in a certain percentage of people that don't give that back. And I don't want you to be a part of that, to be honest. So make sure that if you are pledging, you're actually pledging what you're actually going to give today, okay? Guys, it's been an incredible Sunday. Heart for the House is a beautiful thing because as, a, as slate churches, as lead pastors, we have a lot of vision for what God's going to do through our church. And believe it or not, this studio is a part of it. We believe there are people watching right now who are going to watch that are actually going to be a part of the process of setting up extension services where they find themselves when this pandemic... You, you don't understand. The vision is greater than the resources we have. And today we have an opportunity when we say, hey, Lee Pastors, you got a great vision, but today you get to determine the speed of how we get there. My encouragement to you is just give as God speaks to you to give. And I'm going to pray over that right now. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity. And God, as somebody who's participating and sacrificing myself today to give back to you, to thank you, and to see your kingdom move forward, I just want to say, God, I trust you. Emma and I, we trust you. Our kids, our family, we trust you. And as a church, we say we trust you. Thank you, Lord, that we have something to give. In Jesus' name, amen.
I can see Lean into your glory Magnify your name Your spirit in this moment I'll never be the same Whatever was impossible It's now under my feet For you are the God of miracles Your power lives in me And the Savior so able Save and redeem You're the way made before us And I follow your lead Resurrection within us Oh, I can feel it Oh, I can feel it I lean into your glory Start with me. 
Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the debrief. Good to have you here. This is a part of the service where we talk about the message that was and, and we debrief it together. And it's always an awesome time. But this week, we actually thought it would be really cool as lead pastors to jump in the hot seat, yeah. jump on the sofa, the hot couch together. Uh, although I guess I'm in a chair. Uh, jump here and, and talk a little bit about the message that was and the moment that was and heart for the house and what that means and all the rest of those types of things. And so we're going to do that now. And first off, great message, Brandon. Well done. What Thank a you. word. Thank, Thank you. you for that. Amazing. Um, you know, this year, when it comes to heart for the house, we've kind of been talking about this idea that we're giving to things not yet seen. Yep. And I think that's really like on the money, no pun intended. But it, it, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, if we were to go back to the beginning of this year, none of us would have, like, written down on a piece of paper, hey, how do you think this year is going to go? None of us would have written down, like, global pandemic, uh, studio setup, et cetera. But isn't it awesome that God knew and that, in fact, Heart for the House giving in previous years actually enabled us to be able to do what we're doing here? And you, you were mentioning it even in your message. And it's really cool, the idea that now we are giving to things not yet seen. The truth is, we can anticipate as much as we want what the future will look like, but we don't totally know. And there's a great act of faith in our giving today yeah. that says, hey, we don't know what the future is, but God, you know, and we're going to yeah. still give and release to you so that you can release and do what you want to do. But I wonder, when it, when it comes to just like uh, uh, people this week, how do, we, how do we actually keep that in mind? This things not yet seen, right? Like when it, when, when it comes to that, how do we actually maintain a faith that says, although I don't know, I'm still going to trust God through it all, especially when it comes to our finances. And we just gave. It was a big moment for a lot of people. And, you know, there might be people that actually go home after this and, and they're thinking like, okay, God, uh, I, need, I need to trust in you. How do we do that well this coming week? There's... Um, uh and I just finished speaking, so I don't really want to hog all the airtime here. <laughs> but there's only one time in, in the Bible that God tells us to test him. And if we look it up, it says he's telling us to test us in our giving. So, or test him in our giving. And so um, I think that there's a really big connection to that. For anybody who hasn't done this before, it's just a, you're, you're starting to get your resume together of God's faithfulness in your finances. Um, whereas I think for, you know, us, Emma, and you shared this last week in the heart for the house moment, I think it's at the point where it's like the most foolish thing we could do is try to take our finances into our own hands at this point. We are smart with it. We invest, we save, we, we're in a good financial position. Um, but it would be foolish if we came to heart for the house at this point without an expectation to give sacrificially, because we just see God's faithfulness over and over again. So I think for us, I mean, it's in the track record that God has, um, has, has the resume he's put together in our lives. It just make, it doesn't make sense if we didn't do it. We've tested him, and, and yeah, he's proven himself. 100%. I think we can relate on that as well in many, many areas of life as it comes to sacrificially giving, including this year. It's funny how we resonate. I mean, your story is our story this year. <laughs> Victoria threw out a number. I was like, no way. <laughs> I was the opposite. I wasn't like, oh, we go. I was like, you're kidding me right now. I mean... You got to know, Victoria's got way more faith than I do, and I've been praying about it all week, you know, and it's like, yeah, how can we stretch ourselves there? And you know what's interesting about giving, and I know that we've all experienced this as well, is that as we do, and as we do that sacrificially, of course, and you were hitting this in the message, man, and I think it's so right. It's like, hey, this is not a, uh, I'm going to put, I'm gonna put my, 
my spiritual sacrificial debit card in this ATM, and God is going to give me a house, a car, a job, whatever. Because the truth is, I know for all of us, there's been times that we've given, but it's like, okay. And we've seen other blessings in other ways. But what what would we say to somebody who's maybe feeling that this week? Like, uh, like, again, this goes back to that faith thing, but somebody who's actually a little bit like, um, uh, okay, I'm just wrestling a little bit now. I sacrificed. Um, right. And what now, like, what does this look like on the other side? How could you encourage somebody in maybe the fact that maybe it doesn't come as like a hard material in your hand, but that doesn't mean that you're not receiving blessing? Yeah, I think, um, I think that's where we have to check our want. Exactly what so Brandon good. was talking about. Exactly. And, and sometimes it's hard for us when we're going like, I don't know if I want this. Like, I don't know if I want this. But that's where we have to grow our vision. Yeah, like, that's so where good. we have to expand it. So we have to be able to sometimes defer and trust the vision um, of our leaders, Brilliant. right? And trust the vision of people that go before us. We have to trust the vision of the people around us. We have to um, just jump in and leap into that vision. And that's going to that's gonna, um, direct your gut. So we have to make sure that we are um, aware of the vision. So if this week there's this element of maybe feeling like, oh, I'm wrestling with this, like, God, were you in that? Was the right number? That, you know, should I have given more? Should I, what does that look like? It's going, okay, I'm not going to get so caught in my head. I'm not going to get so caught in my feelings. It's exactly what Brandon was saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to align my gut. I'm going to align what I want with what God wants. And that's going back to scripture. That's um, seeking wise counsel. That's having people in your life that can speak, that can speak vision, that can speak all those things over you and making sure that you are, are being, um, that you are leading in out of that place and not just allowing your feelings or your thoughts or whatever to take over, but making sure you're, you're seeing all of those things from head to heart back to the start. Come on. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, uh, real quick, round the horn, things not yet seen. What are we excited for? What, what, I mean, we're, we're actually coming to the end of this year, 2020. What are we excited for going forward? What, 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 are we, what are we getting psyched about as a church when it comes to vision from us as lead pastors, from what's going on? And, and uh, we, can get as, we don't have to get, like, ultra-specific in things, but what, what's, you know, stirring us up? What's getting excited? And I want to hear from you first, Victoria. Yeah, come on. Um... I'm just excited to see where God continues to take us. Obviously, 2020 is not the year that we were expecting, and it's had a lot of challenges, but it also has had a lot of opportunities with that as well. And just like you were alluding to in your message as well, there are people that we are reaching that we would not have reached if we were doing the way we church looked at, you know, a year ago. And, and even with the great challenges comes a lot of great opportunities. So I'm excited to continue to see how God uh, leads us and where he, he directs us. The innovation that is coming out of our church is just it blows my mind, even just this studio that we are sitting in here right now that our team has built. Like, this is just amazing. We are three years old. We have an amazing team of volunteers, but volunteers that are putting in so much hard work and are making this happen that just enables us to, to reach further with the good news of Jesus and enables us to just reach people that otherwise, that are not local here to Waterloo Region, that we are now reaching. And that, and that excites me. Absolutely. You guys, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm really excited for... Um, I think I'm excited for what God is doing on an individual level this year uh, because I feel like 2020 has been quite exposing. And when we can speak to the individual, it speaks to the family, it speaks to the workplace, it speaks to the, the influence in each individual's life. 
and, and it just expands beyond. So I'm excited for growth, but I'm excited that that's coming out of a deeper place and a deeper rooted place. It's not coming out of a place of, of hype. It's not coming out of a place of um, a, a, a feeling. It's not coming out of a place of, of a room. It's not coming out of those places. It's coming out of places all across the city, all across this country, all across the world, where people are getting a deeper rooted understanding of God and that, that, that extending beyond their own selves. And so I think I'm excited for growth, but on a, on a different level, uh, going into the future. We don't, we can't see what that looks like exactly right now. Um, but we're excited for what that looks like, I think as a church. I feel like it's a pruning season and after pruning comes growth and fruit and that's, that's still ahead. Yeah. The things not yet seen, uh, digital is hard to see. So if you're by yourself watching in your living room week to week, yeah, it makes sense. It's hard to see. Um, but eventually there's going to be a, a fruit that comes out of the season that is seen a little bit more. And I also think that there's lots of things that we get to see that others don't see. And one story I didn't share in my message was, uh, you know, in that first uh, couple of weeks when we went online. And it wasn't even a great studio setup. Yeah. But, the right. you know, there was a whole army base in Canada that was watching our message together. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, seeing that uh, makes you a pretty big believer in what God could do through what we're doing. That was actually Easter Sunday, and uh, there, was, there, there was a lot of power hearing about that. It's unbelievable, yeah. Well, hey, thanks uh, uh, for this. I mean, what a Sunday. What an awesome day it is. I, you know why I love Heart for the House Sundays? Because it is just like putting a stake in the ground of faith. Yeah, it says, sure. you know, God, we trust in you. And uh, even in the midst of a global pandemic, when it's like, you know, uh, it, it, it's amazing how in the upside down kingdom of God, you know, we do things that maybe don't make sense in the eyes of the world. But in the kingdom of heaven, it's like, hey, this makes perfect sense. And I love that this is a Sunday where we get to do that. We get to say, hey, God, we trust in you with our finance, yeah. with our lives, yeah. with our church, with our families going forward. And it's awesome. So, hey, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to actually end this service in a way that we haven't uh, normally when we're doing it online, digital, yeah. digital like yeah. this, we're going to like do a throwback to in-person times. You remember those times? We're going to do a bit <laughs> of a throwback. And that means we're actually going to end with worship. And so wherever you are right now, come on, let's jump up to our feet and let's get ready to worship God together. Let's go for it. Come on, church. Let's worship God together one more time. Wherever you are, let me see your hands up. Let's sing this out with one voice. Salvation sounds. Salvation sounds a new beginning. As distant hearts begin believing. Redemption's bid is unrelenting. Your love goes on. Come on. When the world keeps waiting, you carry us, you carry us with your endless grace. You cover us, you cover us. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. 
Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Be blessed. Hey, Kenzie, how's it going? Good, 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 good. Hi, Slay Kids. Say, Slay Kids is now. Slay Kids is now. Bye.